Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Remotely Effective, the show where we talk about working from home and in distributed teams. I'm your host, Thomas Lattimore, and we are currently in a time uh, as the World Health uh, Organization has declared uh, COVID-19 a officially a pandemic. And as a result of this and efforts to help curb the spread of the virus, many companies and teams whether by their own decision or by mandates from uh, their state authority, are being forced to work from home. In addition to this, schools and childcare centers are also c- closing temporarily. So there are many uh, employees that w- normally go to an office that are finding themselves having to work from home. And this means that there's many that are having to find new ways to juggle their commitments between their work and family life. Uh, So I decided to uh, kick out another episode of this podcast and offer a crash course in working from home for anyone that maybe has some experience from working from home or is maybe doing it for the first time. And joining me today, co-host on the show today, is uh, my good friend, Mark Shropshire. How are you doing today, Thomas? Good, good. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for the invite. Yes, yes. Thanks so much for joining me. This is just one area that I know you have a lot of standing in as you've been working from home for quite some time uh, in in different uh, roles also, which uh, I want to definitely hear your thoughts of as well, working from home, both as an individual contributor to your team and also working in, in more management roles and, and the differences uh, that that has when working with teams that are entirely uh, distributed. But uh, before we kick off, I just got one question. Do you have your toilet paper? <laughs> the good news is I had plenty of toilet paper before <laughs> all this happened because uh, well, I'm, I'm an Eagle Scout and that be prepared mantra kind of, yes. my head. so yes. I usually buy that stuff in bulk. Uh, and it's just strict. So that was good, but it was strictly because, uh, you know, I, I don't like running to the store, uh, all the time for stuff like that. It's nice to be able to do that, but, um, yeah, yeah, it's a good question. Uh, certainly <laughs> saw an article today where, uh, you know, uh, toilet paper manufacturers are like, we're already, we've already been running 24 seven, you know, manufacturing. This is a whole different thing. And all of that was created, you know, by, uh, you know, completely unrelated. Um, cause they, they, they're, they're in the article, they were, the manufacturers are a little, uh, caught off guard cause they're like, you know, this has nothing to do with the current predicament. Uh, It was just something that consumers said we better buy plenty of. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, definitely nuts out there. I mean, I heard a story about someone who'd left like a, a big pack of toilet paper in the backseat of their car and their, their car got broken into and the oh, toilet wow. paper stolen. It just, ah, yeah, it's just, it's nuts out there. So stay safe, everyone. And definitely, definitely glad to hear you're, you're, you're all good to go on that front. Yeah, I, I assume sure. you are then. Are you? Yes. Okay. Oh yes. We're good. We're good to go. Excellent. We're good to go for sure. <laughs> So let's just jump right into it. So for anyone out there that's maybe 
you know, working from home for the very first time, maybe you've worked in an office your whole career or, or dabbled with working from home and now, now you're being forced to. And, and it looks like in many cases, this could be for at least uh, several weeks for many areas of the world. We're just going to run through some uh, best practices that Mark and myself have found over the years of working from home. And uh, the first one is have a uh, dedicated uh, work location, uh, ideally uh, where a door can be closed, but not necessarily um, so. A dedicated place to work in your home, and sometimes that may be a corner in your living room or even the kitchen table where you set your stuff up, just some place to go in the morning where you already have set in your mind uh, that is going to be your your workspace for th- for the day or or for whatever period of time you sit down. Mark, can you talk a little bit about uh, what type of work setup you have at home and uh, how it's maybe even changed over the years? Yeah, sure. Um, I currently work in a bedroom that is is dedicated to be my office. Um, the family stays out for the most part. We there's a closet in here. We might share some uh, closet space, but other than that, um, it's it's been my office for years, even before remote working. So that worked out well. But um, but as as I became a hundred percent remote uh, a few years back, I uh, worked a little bit more diligently on a standing desk, but also a sitting desk and. Um, I've got a large whiteboard that I can use on video calls now, uh, that I picked up used, uh, uh, in the last year, which is nice. You know, I've got a printer work and personal computer and, um, you know, d- you know, whatever I need to do my job. And I'm always looking at ways to, to improve that. Um, it's, it's nice to close the door for the most part. Um, I do, and when I'm done with work, I, for the most part, I'm just not in this room. Um, and that work could mm-hmm. be work, uh, my, you know, at my day job at media current, or it could be, you know, just uh, personal things like maybe recording a podcast like this or something to, to that's yes. work and that's fine. But I just want to make sure that when I'm out of this, uh, you know, out of this office area that it's, uh, if I'm using a computer, it's more for personal needs, you know, maybe I'm reconciling a bank account or something, you know, but it's, and also just to have some barriers set up. Um, but I do like that you mentioned having, you know, uh, a space and it could be a section, you know, in a living room or a dining room, so table or, you know, things like that. Be, and, and I think that's important because people that are now f- forced to, you know, work at home and they weren't ready, they, they don't have probably a home office already set up. They may not. No. And so it's totally okay to don't, don't worry about all that. It don't go sp- you know, don't spend the money on it. It should get you to start thinking about what it would be like and how you do this uh, in the future. Um, because I think some of this is going to stick uh, with a lot of companies. But uh, but nonetheless, you know, uh, focus more on just having the spot like Thomas, you mentioned, you know, dedicated to do that work. And, uh, and it's OK to change up locations, too. There's times I feel like, you know, hey, I'll just take the laptop for a while into the dining room and work just to have a different location, different natural light. So that's, that's my current, um, setup and kind of the way I'm operating. 
Yes, I'm I'm very similar to that in, in some ways. Definitely have a so a, a bedroom that has has been you know converted or what, whatever you want to call it, basically dedicated to be my office. Also have you know some some other stuff from the family in the closet as well, and then a bunch of my uh, my junk that I probably should should do a better job sorting through in there and, and, you know, have a desk that's dedicated. I, but I'm also curious to, to hear about the whiteboard addition in your office. So how are you, uh, actually projecting that into calls? Where is that positioned in relation to your desk? Yeah. Um, so it's, I've been experimenting with it. So, uh, I used to have uh, a whiteboard just on the wall and it's one of these smaller ones. Um, and, it was okay, but it's so small. I like the, I like the large whiteboard. Cause, uh, first of all, I'm not really good at, uh, whiteboarding or drawing, but I do my best, but, it, but I do enjoy mind mapping. And, uh, so regardless of how talented I am as an artist, uh, in that, you know, respect, um, it does help me to use a whiteboard and be off the computer sometimes. So, um, so the, the one that I've found, uh, used, and by the way, I would look for used whiteboards because, companies go out of business or people move and they have one, it, you know, there's no point in buying this new. Yeah. That's, that's definitely a good tip because they can get pretty expensive. Yeah, they can. And new. Exactly. And this, and, and, you know, this one's perfectly fine. I'm sure there's scratches and things on it. It's not, you know, brand new, but it, the one I have is uh, I don't know the size. It's pretty good, but it's one of the, it's on wheels. So that's an important factor. And what I'll do is, uh, and this just happened yesterday. I started whiteboarding and, and we were on zoom and it's right behind my main computer station um so that so that that video camera can see the whiteboard and folks could see what i was writing but they couldn't see some of the uh, they could see the shapes couldn't see some of the words so what i did was i just grabbed the whiteboard and pulled it forward and and then they could see it and had it right behind me and um it's it's nice to be able to stand on it uh you know stand up and work work on that whiteboard but uh but yeah i i think the I think wheels are the key, you know, whether you get a landscape kind of shaped or portrait shape, uh, whiteboard, I don't know if that's what they call them, but you know, yeah, some of them are more I know vertical, what you mean, yeah. but I think having, having a movable, um, and portable is kind of handy. Um, and, uh, it, you know, the only bummer is it blocks the door to my closet. So if I need to get in there, luckily I don't very often, but I do have to move it. It's not, it's not terrible. Um, it's, it's worth it for me though, to have the whiteboard and, and a lot of times it's just for me, uh, solo and, uh, and, and I've done some neat things too with it in the past where I'm on a, uh, a new a call with a new client or something, or it's somebody's birthday, you know, I can write messages on it and don't have to say it. And then they see it in the background. It's kind of funny. Oh yeah. That is a nice, that is a nice touch for sure. That's definitely interesting. It's something I, I'm going to have to keep in mind as a possible addition as well. Cause I've found times where it can definitely be helpful, uh, actually drawing something out. Like I've done things like just sketching something out on a notepad and lifting it up to the, the webcam and thing, things like that. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely sounds like a, a great addition there. So, uh, moving on to, uh, another, uh, item that I find uh, as a good best practice for uh, working from home is making sure that you keep a consistent schedule. And uh, the way I, I break it down is 
any schedule that you try and keep around your work needs to have three things. It needs to be achievable first, meaning don't get over uh, optimistic or aggressive with how early you start your day or how late you want to work. Make sure that it's something that is achievable for day one. So don't say like, oh, I'm so excited about, I'm going to get so much done tomorrow. I'm going to start work at 5 a.m. or 4.30 or whatever time is early in the morning to you. Or I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work super late tomorrow night. Make sure that it is something that is actually achievable for your personality and the schedule, the, the schedule of the other commitments that you have outside of work. A uh, second thing is it needs to be sustainable, meaning that maybe you do uh, make that 6 a.m. or 5 a.m. start of the workday. Is that really something that you can sustain for a long period? Some people might be able to, some people that have personalities and schedules that lend to that, but there's probably a lot of people that that's not going to work for. And uh, the third thing is a schedule must be communicated to the rest of your team. So your manager needs to know it. Uh, your other teammates need to know sort of a rough time frame of when you're going to be online and when you're going to be available. Um, but I'm going to throw it over to Mark here. Mark, what is your overall structure for uh, a target? Not 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 necessarily like a. a you know, start times, but how do you approach keeping a schedule? Because I know that this is something that you put a really a lot of uh, thought into, and you you're a busy guy. You got a lot of other stuff going on outside work. How do you approach your schedule? Yeah. Um, so, uh, my first step is. Uh, setting up a schedule for what I would call a normal day. And I can't see it. I'm doing air quotes. Um, I don't know that any day is really, truly normal, but uh, let's say there's not a day where I have to leave the house or do anything early in the morning. Um, yeah. I, I think the thing that, uh, that I really try to start with is not even work. And that's starting with uh, my morning rituals. And that includes uh, making some coffee. Usually I drink a same, protein shake I've been drinking for years in the morning because I'm not a big, I do actually like big breakfasts, but they're not super healthy. And I'll, uh, just a little protein, uh, some water and a uh, coffee. And, and then I do think, you know, do things, uh, get into, uh, uh, kind of a prayer meditation mode for a bit. I've got a, a day one journal going a five minute journal process. Uh, Tim Ferriss talks quite a bit about that. It's a real quick way to journal and think about your day and what you want to achieve. And um, so things like that I have in a set order. Um, and that's around, you know, saying hello to the family and s sending people off to, uh, well, not right now, but off to school and, and work and things like that. So um, that's, I think that's the most important thing that sets my day up. And I have more, I have much more success on days when I can fulfill those things. Some of it I'm sure is in my head. Some of it is actually real, but, um, uh, but that's kind of my, that's kind of my creation. And then, um, I'll kick off, uh, work usually about nine o'clock in the morning. And, uh, and I work, I work usually till five or six. It depends on what's going on. Um, but, you know, that, that time frame. the goal here is to not be working after that, you know, spend time with yeah. the family in the evening and, uh, and then 
middle of the day, I do my best to take a lunch. It's not always an hour and and I highly recommend, you know, some break. I know Thomas, you've, you've talked about this quite a bit, but taking that break and it doesn't matter really. I mean, you should eat and, and have nutrition and all that, but I, I like to tell our, our teams and, and, and others that remote work, you know, it, frankly, if you work in an office, this can happen too, but get up from your desk, go somewhere else, sit for a while. Um, you know, yeah, whether you eat or not, it's not the, not even as important as just getting off the screen. So that's usually, that's generally the flow of what I would call a quote unquote normal day. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, definitely agree with the note about lunch there. And it, 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 you're right that it doesn't really just come down to nutrition though. Of course, nutrition is important and just like working in office, working from home, we want to make sure that we're staying healthy and, uh, you know, are eating healthy, uh, along with that or to, to help support that rather. But, uh, the lunch break is a great opportunity in our day to, give ourselves an excuse to step away from the desk for a given period of time. And sometimes that's, you know, 20 minutes or half an hour. And sometimes it may be maybe an hour, but it's definitely really important. It breaks up the day really well. It's, it's good for yourself. I, 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 I'm the same way. I try and encourage our team. If I hear a team member talking about, you know, eating lunch at their desk and I've done that, you know, there've been days that I've done that, but sure, I definitely like to, you know, just, eh, Hey, why don't you, go take, you know, 20 minutes to step away or, you know, it's an opportunity to even get outside, like go sit on, sit on your porch if you have one, or just go for a quick walk after you finish eating or something like that. Uh, definitely a great way to break up the day, get away from the desk, get your, um, let your brain take a break and, and focus on other things that are away from the screen. Yeah, it's all good, all good stuff. So along with that, uh, another practice that that I find very helpful in working from home, in addition to the lunch break, is to find other opportunities during the day to take breaks. And this can come in the form of uh, short amounts of exercise, like going for a walk or taking the dog outside, or maybe making a cup of coffee or some tea a couple times a day, like once in the morning, once in the afternoon. Um, And just finding ways that you can step back from your desk for a few minutes. Uh, Mark, can you uh, share a little bit about uh, your current approach to uh, making sure that you're able to take breaks throughout the day with, with some amount of frequency? Yeah. um, I have used, uh, and there's lots of ways to approach this. Um, I, I think everybody that gets into taking some type of, breaks throughout the day have different systems, different apps. I'm using an app that's been around for a long time called break time. Uh, and it's, it's on, uh, it's a Mac app, but almost the, the app itself doesn't matter as much as the idea that you can set it up to, uh, and the way I do mine is I've, I think it's set every 25 minutes to take like a five minute break. And so what happens is it locks the screen and says, go take a break. Uh, you can decline it you can set these settings to, you know, decline or accept the break and, and do that. Um, so I don't hit all those breaks. I don't, you know, I, I really wouldn't want to lose five minutes every 25 minutes, um, for you know, all the time. But, um, 
so I may skip it some, but what I, what I do like is the reminder and it does force me to say, Hey, I've, you know, my rear is kind of tired. I've been sitting here for a while. I'm ready to get up and just walk around and I might not even take five. I might take two and yeah. I can just walk around the house or walk outside and run up down the driveway, you know, kind of the idea is that, and, and, and part of this, uh, for me, so mine is a little more, um, not as formal as some people do. There's a lot of, um, what Thomas, what's the, what's the real Pomodoro is uh, the real formal you. one. That's a real formal one. And I think it's fantastic. Um, I've experimented with it. If folks want to get on board with a real formal way to approach it, it, I think it's great. And, um, for me, it's worked for me just to kind of have it a little more informal and, but I have some goals in mind. One of the, the big goal is don't pick up the phone on the way out of the office. Uh, Oh yeah. You know, stay off the screen because, uh, eyes constrained working on computers all day long. Cause your eyes are, are really set to focus. Your, your, our eyes are made to focus in, in the near and the far, um, focal points. And when, when you're just always focused on a screen, your eyes are really just, the muscles are just, uh, adjusting just for that, that near line that, you know, that near field vision. And part of what I want to do when I take those breaks is also give my eyes a break and allow me to, you know, if, if you go outside, it's great. Cause you can, you know, look, you know, hundred yards out or whatever. And, um, and I think that's, that's healthy and it helps prevent, you know, eye strain and things like that later in the day. Yeah. Uh, I, I completely agree on the, the eye strain part. Um, and I, I actually also use break time as well. And my current workflow with that app is I have it set to a one minute break every 20 minutes. And right now I'm actually hitting them and my, what I, my current practice is just step away from the desk and move around. And I may do some like body weight exercises, like sit-ups, push-ups, that sort of thing. Um, I also have a foam roller in my office. So I may get down on the floor and, and stretch my legs out some, just try and get moving, step back from the screen, look out the window, allow those eyes to readjust and then, you know, get back to work a minute later. Right now I'm finding that very, uh, very achievable. Uh, in the past I've done things like what you mentioned, you know, stepping outside, going for a walk, uh, that sort of, that sort of thing. And, and that, that's also pretty helpful as well. Um, and, uh, but this is my current workflow and I'm, I'm finding it's working quite well right now. And when it stops working, then I'll, you know, adjust to something a little bit different. Uh, I've also tried Pomodoro a few times and, the the formality of it or the, the more rigidness of the, the type of schedule it has, I've never been able to keep. And maybe that's, a uh, like a shortcoming on my part. I've, I've just never been able to to like keep, keep at it in a strict fashion, like, like the way that it lays out the schedule, but, um, definitely we'll link to that in the show notes for anyone that wants to check that out, uh, as well as break time as well. Yeah, that'll be great. Um, let everybody check that out. And I, I love the fact that even in your office, you've got ways to take a break, um, you know, one minute is better than no minutes of break. So yes, this yes. Is, I don't, I don't know of, I'm sure there's some science to some of this and like somebody could do a study and say, Hey, this many minutes is better and, and all, all that sort of thing. But I, this kind of thing is, can be kind of personal too. And I think just finding what works for you and what makes you feel better, um, 
is is really what it's all about. Yes, I agree. And there have been some studies that have been done, not necessarily on breaks specifically, but how often you should move while you're at your desk throughout the day and how how often you should stand up and that sort of thing. There was a university study that was done in just the last several years trying to substantiate uh, or I, I should say a challenge some of the claims around standing desks and whether or not sitting is uh, worse than standing as has been claimed a lot in the past um, and came to some interesting conclusions about how often uh, we should move throughout the workday to different uh, positions and things like that. And I'll actually link to that in the show notes as well because it's a pretty pretty interesting study. Yeah, I like to check that out myself. Yeah, yeah, it's good good stuff. I, uh, that's a one quick thing on uh, whether you talk about standing, whether you talk about taking breaks, whether you talk about eating lunch at your desk and then talking about it in Slack. Uh, one thing that's a good point to just discourage your teammates on or uh, around any of those subjects is none of this is a competition. Like, you know, and, yeah. and working through lunch, like we don't want teams ever to feel like, like if you, if you as a leader, let's say go, well, I just, you know, I worked through lunch today. Those words, you don't mean it this way. You maybe maybe you don't mean it this way. Maybe you just meant it as like, ah, it's a little frustrating. I worked through lunch or just maybe it was just, I'm sharing that, <laughs> you, you know, that thing happened. What it can do though, is make uh, someone on your team feel like, oh, wow, am I supposed to do that? I took an hour lunch. Is that the expectation? You know, same with breaks yeah. and all that. Like, yeah. Like don't be cognizant of like your words and when you communicate, like what you do uh, like that, because it can make people feel weird and, and like, uh, oh, I'm, I'm expected to do that. And in reality, working at home, there's trust involved um, by your employer, or the organization. And part of that trust is you're going to get the things done that you've agreed to get done uh, and and how you accomplish that. These are all just tools we're talking about. Yes. Yeah, that's definitely a, a great point. The outcome is a lot more important than the the path we take to get there. Um, though, though the path is important, we want people to have healthy lifestyles and remain balanced and uh, not uh, overextend themselves in their work. We want our team to you know have longevity in their work. But whether someone sits or stands at their desk uh, isn't the most important thing. It's it's the work that you know they get done uh, right, through exactly. all that. So yeah, so let's let's dovetail actually that into uh, a more general conversation about uh, nutrition and health and ec- exercise. Um, I think that it there. So there's there's two sides to this. One in working from home, you have some more flexibility to be a little bit healthier in your lifestyle. And that is one, one thing is having access to your, your kitchen and all, you know, your, your food that you normally would have available, being able to cook more and not eat out as much, and then having flexibility in your exercise schedule. And the flip side of that is if you're someone who did not exercise or does not exercise at home, maybe you, your habit has been stopping at the gym on the way to or from work or going to the gym on your lunch break, sometimes it's easy to fall into, in, into negative habits uh, 
while working from home and not getting out enough, not getting out and getting enough sunlight and staying in your your office all day. It's definitely something that I've had to to sort of navigate sort of the push and pull between getting my work done and, you know, uh, um, fulfilling all those work commitments and then also making sure that I'm getting outside and I'm staying healthy and, and, uh, staying active and fit, uh, so that I can have again, longevity in my career. And uh, Mark, you're, you're one that I know, uh, puts a lot of thought into, uh, your nutrition. And I mean, I remember many years ago, uh, uh, you, you, some of the, your, your practices really inspired me. Like, uh, I recently also, uh, picked lose it back up and started tracking my, my daily, daily caloric intake and that sort of thing. What, what has been sort of your practice over the years and where have you kind of settled on making sure that you have a healthy lifestyle while, while also working from home? Yeah. And I, and I would qualify, uh, not being a doctor, there's always things Thank I can you. learn about Thank you. nutrition. Yes, yes. And we're not doctors. We're not doctors. Yeah, we're, we're, we're definitely not. And and I'm positive I can make improvements. What I currently do is, uh, and Thomas, you mentioned lose it. I this is a little bit of, um, this is a little bit of. I, I get obsessed with data sometimes, and I and I enjoy that personal tracking. So, yeah, I use lose it still. I've tracked now. 1300 days straight. Um, Whoa. Yeah. It's, it's cause you, cause once you sign you, there's a little toggle and lose it. So you can say, Hey, I've completed today's entries and, um, and, and I've done it so much. It's really fast. I don't, it doesn't take much time. Um, it does take more time when you first start because you, yes, your meals aren't entered. I, I, and I, and I eat some of the same things sometimes. Um, I do like to have some variety, but, um, I generally do, like I mentioned, a protein shake in the morning, some coffee. Uh, again, not saying that's the best thing you should do, but like I think protein's good. Uh, for lunch, I'll I'll do a um, I might do some type of protein bar. I might do leftovers, you know, from the night before. Uh, it, it depends on the day. For snacks, uh, I like to do uh, nuts. Um, I like to do uh, sometimes I'll have a piece of cheese, um, you know, and and. You know, occasionally I might have a, well, I don't usually do sweets uh, during the day if I do sweets at all, but, um, you know, I, I'll do a cookie every now and then. Um, I, I think it's good, mm-hmm. okay to treat yourself. And then in the evening, um, I'm a sucker for Oreos, by the way. And then in the- Those are delicious. They, they're they're crazy and they're vegan. That doesn't mean it's healthy, but they are <laughs> vegan. Um, so is uh, fried tofu. It, yeah. It, it, there's so much, uh, so much there to unpack. And then in the evening, it's- uh, uh, generally whatever, uh, we have, you know, we, we prepare at home and, uh, we, we don't go out very much. And, um, uh, we, we do, you know, we do occasionally here or there, but for the most part we're, um, um, we, we eat at home, which I think helps, helps with, um, nutrition. Cause eating out at like chain restaurants, like there's really, everything is 1300 calories. Yeah. And I'm not talking fast food here. I'm talking like, yeah. The portion sizes chain. are huge. They're huge. So they really should be. Yeah. Like, like cut in half, like you could easily, but, but I'll sit down at that. I'm a big guy. I'll sit there and I can just, I can eat it all. But, um, part of that was being raised, you know, to clean your plate and all that, um, kind of, kind of thing. And, and it's, uh, it kind of stuck in my head. So, 
Um, and then as far as, um, exercise, I do, a, I still do a lot of walking. Um, I, uh, I liked when I take my breaks, I like to get it move. I have a Apple watch and I really just have a goal set. Most days I try to close all the rings, 30 minutes of exercise, 12 hours of standing. And I have my, I think active calories at like 700 is, is where it's been set for a long time. That's been real successful. I used to do steps and you remember this, Thomas, we did steps a lot and that that's a great yeah. approach too. Um, I just, so my steps are, pro- I don't hit 10,000. I, I probably hit 7,500, 8,000, but I'm, what I'm doing is the exercise part. You have to have, you have to walk fast enough to have the Apple watch register that the heart yeah. rates up enough. We're actually burning, uh, some, some calories and, you know, it's not just a real, and, and what it's funny because of all those years that we've spent walking together, Thomas and things like that and, and past jobs and stuff. And when we hang out, it's weird. I, I, I just walk fast everywhere. And when, <laughs> and it's like, I, I don't mean to, it's on a, and I, and I feel super weird if I'm walking with people and they're like just real casual walkers. Like it, it uh, feels yeah, like I, I'm in slow motion. Like what's uh, I feel the same way. So that, that's, that's the majority of what I do. I'm, I'm always reading articles, willing to look at things. My, my daughter's been pushing me a lot. She's, uh, gone vegetarian and then more vegan lately. Um, uh, really with the focus on the non-dairy and that's, that's just for general health nutrition things for her. Um, and, and so it's great because I'm, while I don't really want to do that exactly, I'm picking up some great meal ideas and, uh, yeah. tips and, and it's a reminder that, you know, I don't need to have meat every evening. I don't, you know, and, and so we try to not do that. Um, you know, I don't, you know, you need some protein, but you can get that in other ways. So it's, a uh, she, she is, uh, she is someone that, um, that is, it, she doesn't even realize it maybe, but she's mentoring me just by, um, yeah, you know, yeah. having that getting around. a different perspective. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good stuff. So sort of, uh, along the, the family lines, what is it like for you working from home and, uh, having, a, having a family that you also have to share your home with. We're, we're kind of coming from different ends of the spectrum. Like I have uh, much younger kids and you don't have to you know get too personal, but your kids are, are um, daughters a little bit older than, than mine is. Um, just you know, talk a little bit about how you find a balance in, you know, spending the majority of the time that you are working in your home, but also your, your family being around for some period of that as well. Yeah. And they're, and they're home more now. Uh, my wife is a public health nurse, so she is actually on duty. Um, is, is kind of, she gets activated in, in a role when there's health concerns in the community. And so she's actually, uh, you know, uh, working the phones and emails and things like that oh, um, wow. to, to help, help, you know, educate folks and, and, and keep people, um, you know, keep people informed and, and not to panic and, you know, with real practical approaches around that. Yeah. But she's, she would be home except for that. Um, and my, my daughter who is a teenager in high school and she's, she's home now. So school's closed and, probably the biggest impact is on her. I speak pretty loud. I don't mean to, <laughs> but I can get loud and I'm used to being here alone a lot with just the cat. So, um, I think I, I shut the door a little more than I do sometimes because I, I know she can hear it. We have a small house, so it's really easy to hear all over. So that's yeah. probably the biggest impact. I do remember, 
uh, Thomas what it was like though when she was little and the the biggest memory I have working at home when she, and it was more of a hybrid scenario I worked at home some and I worked in the office some so it was a little mixture but when I was at home you know uh, little little guys don't understand why you can't stop every ten minutes and play with them or talk to them or you know do whatever they they. It, you know, there's some points like, and you get in there and if they're small enough, you can't even explain it to them. It's tough. Cause yeah. Uh, so I do remember what that was like. And, you know, as she got older, uh, she knew that, um, you know, that, uh, that, you know, daddy's at work and it's just like being at a job. But I would say this, that even adults don't get this because this is a work from home tip. I mean, if you have somebody, uh, another family member who maybe comes over and, you know, for whatever reason, or, you know, a friend that pops by and they don't work from home. Um, even if you say I'm working from home, they see you at home and they just think you can have a two hour lunch and that you can be, <laughs> they don't understand. Yeah. So I, I don't want to just blame the kids. It's it, the adults are confused. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Communication has to be all around, uh, around uh, or on that front. And yeah, it's definitely interesting having young kids and them being loud. I, I I will say that I'm in a scenario that a lot of people, especially people that probably listening to this podcast or maybe finding themselves, you know, sort of suddenly working from home and their kids also there. Uh, I started working at home full time before our oldest child was born and have been working from home full time the in, the entire time my kids have grown up. So they don't actually know any, any different. They just know dad's in his office, dad's working. And that doesn't mean sometimes they don't get over exuberant and, and burst in my office. Uh, you know, there've been a few times I was on a call or whatever and burst, burst in the door wanting to tell me something, but overall they're, they're pretty used to it at at this point. Um, but it still takes, uh, consistent re- reminders of, okay, I'm going to start work now. If you need to tell me something, or if you want to say bye for the rest of the morning, then you need to do it now. Um, that's sort of, that sort of thing. Uh, there still has to be lots of communication and, you know, reminding over and over again. And just want to say for anyone out there working on a team, you know, let's be understanding of our coworkers who are working from home with kids. I say this not just as someone else or as someone who has uh, kids are at, at home, but also someone who has seen sort of the the struggle in in many people I've known over the years who uh, feel a sense of maybe embarrassment or insecurity when like the kids are making noise in the backgrounds. Uh, just have extra grace during this time, especially right now. Um, while a lot of kids are home last minute and kids that would normally go to a childcare center when they're out of school are now at home with their parents who are trying to get work done. Let's have extra, uh, grace during this time. And, and if there's a coworker who's feeling discouraged, maybe their productivity got hit for the day or they were on a video call and their child burst in, you know, just remind them, Hey, it's, it's okay. We're, we're all, you know, doing the best that we can to get through that here. What are things that you do, uh, Mark, as, as a manager to, uh, support people, um, who, who do have families at home? Yeah, that's uh that's great. And I, and I love the comment too just about um you know 
having that grace for people right now, we have right now at, um, at media current, uh, where, uh, where I work, uh, we're a digital agency and we, we've got, we've got a lot of, uh, we're distributed. So people know how to work from home already. However, they may not be used to having all the kids at home. And you spoke to this a little bit earlier on the podcast. What, what we're doing is just extending that grace. And we know people are in situations where we've, uh, communicated out that people, uh, you know, that we want to make sure they know that there's flexibility. There's no guilt involved. They need to, you know, if they need to, uh, you know, take, a shift their day a little bit, uh, to accommodate taking care of their kids. Um, you know, we're, we're letting that happen. They, they need to guide like what that looks like. Cause I mean, I, I certainly as a manager can't say, well, do this then. Cause I don't know their circumstance completely. Yeah. So I let them come, you know, so really what's important is uh, leadership needs to, uh, in any organization would need to say, Hey, we're going to give some flexibility. Come talk to us. You know, let's work through this that opens a door where, you know, somebody doesn't have to feel weird about coming to to speak to a manager about it. And then they can just say, Hey, this is what I'd like to do. Does this work? And we can work through that. Um, and m- you know, most people are going to be completely reasonable on, on, they know that they still need to get their work done. Um, the other, the other side of, of that flexibility and, and it's tough. I mean, I don't think there's a ton of answers for it for any organization right now is, um, you know, a lot of people are willing to say, Hey, I'll shift hours and work more in the nights and weekends. And that sounds great. Right. From one respect, like, okay, I see what you're saying. You can work nights and weekends, make up your time. You're still taking care of kids. But the problem I see with that and and the thing that I'm bringing up is, and we also don't want people burning all their PTO and things like that. But the thing I bring up is, well, let's, let's figure out, like, let's just take it day by day and let's make sure we're not doing that for a long period of time. Because, yeah, you're setting yourself up to burn the candles at both ends. Your quality is going to go down, uh, not just for work, but the quality of you being a parent. So, um, yeah, so, it doesn't meet know. that sustainability criteria exactly uh, of a schedule. I, I think. Yep, that's exactly right. And and those are some of the things we're doing. And um, we've got some additional communications that are going to be coming out that um, that even gets a little bit more specific on how we can support um, support everybody around that. Um, but I look at it similar to when people have to take leave for all kinds of reasons. You know, there's, there's times where, you know, people work out creative schedules, um, to still work, but, but we're always thinking about, you know, and need to think about the the health of that team member going forward. Cause it doesn't do, doesn't do the organization any good to have them burn out. And, um, and, and you said, when you said grace earlier, I think that's really the thing just overall to keep in mind, um, people have anxiety. People are going to have family members that are sick. They're worried about maybe people that aren't sick yet, but they're worried about them getting sick. You know, I've got, um, I've got an older uh, parent that it's always, it's on my mind. And so we're being real careful there. Um, so, so some people are going to have more anxiety. And so, uh, as managers and leaders, we, we just need to, uh, be cognizant that, Hey, if somebody is, uh, maybe a little short or seems a little stressed. Hey, that's a great time to say, Hey, do you, do you, you know, shoot them a DM yeah, and say, like, hey, those you want to jump on a call? Yeah. And just, and just is, without, you know, I don't, I don't want to pry into people's personal uh, business, but like I, I more or less let them talk. Hey, give them an opportunity mm-hmm. to say, is yeah. there something that I can help with? Do you want to talk through some things? And, and it's surprising. A lot of people really open up to you. Um, Cause it's, and it comes from trust, you know, 
uh, that you're coming from a good place. And, and, and then once that communications is open, it's like, then you can start to help solution together. Um, because, you know, I may not be at that stress point they are. And so I can help or another leader can help. Uh, one thing to keep in mind too, is I I'm a firm believer in everybody being a leader. So, um, I, I don't, want it to be just managers that hear this podcast and say, well, this is the things I need to do. When I say manager, I'm really speaking to uh, everyone who has any leadership, even without title uh, on teams, you know, uh, maybe they're a lead designer or maybe they just take leadership in a development uh, space, you know, or uh, some other role. They, uh, people trust them. Like, like these are all things that can help uh, when people look to you, uh, you know, for guidance, uh, the titles, titles don't really matter there. People are just looking for that leadership. Yes. And many times you've mentioned the, you know, what we can, we can pick up on when our team members are feeling a little burnt out or maybe a little bit short, uh, shorter than they normally are. A lot of times it's the other people on the team and not actually people that, are quote in management that maybe can pick up on those things. Uh, so it's important for us to, you know, look for opportunities where we can support one another. Um, obviously if you're, if you're not in management, you don't have the same, uh, maybe authority to, to give people permission on certain things, but it's still important to provide encouragement, support, um, and you know, even if the encouragement is, hey, if, if you're having a rough day or maybe you need to, to flex or shift your day some, go talk to, you know, go talk to our manager. Uh, I encourage you to do that. Sounds like, sounds like you really need to adjust the way, from the way things are going right now. Uh, I so, say that so as, much so. Yeah, I say that as someone who is an individual contributor on a team and not, not in management. I, I do try and, you know, look out for people on the team because when I'm going through hard days, you know, I also want, want people to you know, uh, reciprocate that to me as well. But, but that's being a leader. You're, you're, you're still being a leader and that's what's so important. There's, uh, I, I really, there, unfortunately there are managers out there who are not good leaders. That's just the way it is. And, yeah. um, but there are leaders who are not titled by manager and that's what, that's what you're doing when you do that. And I think, I think that's great. And I think more people are actually leaders than they give themselves credit for. And, it's, it's really about helping other people and being open to, you know, make recommendations and suggestions and, and having that coachable mindset, the mentoring mindset that that's, that's a lot of what it is. Um, and, uh, and I think that's all real important. Um, oh, one, one thing that I feel like under best practices that we didn't touch on, um, and it's such a weird spot because normally, you know, Thomas, when we talk about, you know, on, uh, on whether it's your podcast here, remotely effective, or it's, uh, you know, any type of articles working from home, it's, we're talking about situations where people can start up and just set up, you know, they've got time to plan they set up their office and they, you know, order a chair and, you know, make sure their yeah. computer's working. Yeah. And, and now it's strange because people are just kind of like, Oh, yeah, you're working at home all of a sudden, you know, I mean, even in our County where schools are closed, teachers are, sent to work at home and they're probably not set up. I hope they have laptops at least. Um, but some, some things to always be prepared for. And, and there's still time now because like in my County, there's that, I, as far as I know from the news, there's like one confirmed case, um, of, uh, 
COVID-19. And I, and so there's still time it's out there. Um, you still want to be careful and cautious, but, um, make sure that you have good internet, uh, make sure that your computers are up to date. Yeah. Make sure your accessories are there and, and think through backups. Like if, if, uh, you use zoom for your calls, what could you use if zoom breaks and doesn't work? Cause it will happen. You know, we deal with that Thomas and distributed mm-hmm. teams all the time. Just so everybody knows the thing that you're using today will go down and have technical problems. So what, um, so I always like to have some other solutions ready to go. Like your, whatever you use for chat, is there another backup that you would jump to and your team would go to if needed? Yeah, that's, that's, uh, such a great point. Uh, cause unlike when we're physically lo- all located in a central place and, you know, there's an IT department that manages all that stuff for us, even, even, or even more from the physical aspect of like, if chat goes down, well, you just walk over to their office or their desk and you talk to the person. You know, we don't have those luxuries when we're, when we're working from home for sure. So definitely something important to keep in mind. And uh, just to sort of wrap up this, uh, wrap up this section. Um, uh, one thing that is important along with those other uh, more, Let's, let's call them baseline things of like your internet, making sure that you have a backup solution when uh, maybe your office would normally manage that sort of thing. Like a lot of centri- you know workstations have automatic backups in place at offices and things like that. Uh, yeah. Um, it's important to also think through your actual tools to get the work done. Like what are the baseline tools that you need to get the, all the tasks that you need done for the day. And I'm not talking about what is your ideal scenario. You know, maybe you have a crazy setup at your office, like multiple monitors or something like that, that you don't have available at home or um, any other laundry list of things that an office may have that you might not have at home. Uh, it's good to think through what's your your baseline for uh, tools that you need to actually be productive. Mark, what's what's your current? Uh, I'll say uh, again that I'll use that term baseline. Like what what are the minimum things that you need to uh, get your work done throughout the day and really feel productive? And obviously that's going to be relative to anyone. Some people only work on a laptop. Some people have three 27 inch monitors and both of those people can be productive, but, um, for yourself, what's your current, you know, I'll say, uh, everyday carry for, uh, the tools that you need to get your work done. Oh, that's a great, yeah, that's a, that's a, um, a great thought. The, the so, all right, I'm going to think about it like this. So one of the things that I prepare for is, and this is seems strange in today's climate, but what happens when, um, I've got something going on at the house, maybe some, you know, contractors here doing some renovation. It's loud or, um, something, you know, I don't want to think about it, but there's a flood or there's a fire. What, how, how am I going to work somewhere else? What if my internet's down right at home? Um, how am I going to work somewhere else? So I'll think about what I'll approach it from. This is what I carry generally in a backpack. So I'm, I, I, um, Definitely have to have a laptop that's ready to go, has all the software I need on it. Um, and uh, what, what laptop are you using? You can, you can say both yeah. work or personal. Yeah. So um, for personal, I've got a 2015 MacBook Pro um, that's pretty loaded and it still runs pretty well. Um, 
I've got at work a 20, uh, I think it's a 2019 uh, MacBook Pro. So it's, uh, and it's a 15. So it's, it, it still has the improved keyboard, but not the completely fixed keyboard that we hope is in the 16 inch uh, model. If you're familiar with Apple's uh, keyboard troubles. Um, and then I've, uh, so I carry, um, uh, I carry lots of cables, accessories. You never know if you need to hook up to a projector or screen. So I've got adapters for, you know, VGA, HDMI, uh, USB hubs and, and, uh, power supply. Uh, I have a battery even for, that can power my Mac, uh, for a bit, uh, which, you know, could be anywhere from a, you know, hour to two hours at the most. Um, also have, uh, I have a stand that I can set the laptop on with a keyboard and trackpad. And I find that to be really nice when I'm away and, and going to work for more than 30 minutes or so, um, just for the uh, ergonomics of it. So my neck's not bending down, you know, at a table. Uh, and I've also, um, let's see, I'm thinking through what I have here. Um, I've also, oh yeah, well, I've got to have headphones and I have backup headphones. So, um, I like my Bose, um, over the ear, um, headphones that are great. They, they have several models now that are, all of them are fantastic. Use those for calls and things, but also have, um, have Apple AirPods. And if all the Bluetooth go bad and no wireless is working well for me that day, um, I, uh, I've got some, uh, some Bose wired uh, earbuds that have a mic and that, that can become my, uh, my backup scenario and go wired. So it's really, you know, maybe that's a good approach is like if you had to go work uh, and could work at a co-work spot or a Starbucks or something like that, what would you need to do your job? And, uh, Oh, and I forgot to mention, I do have, um, I am set up with, you know, I, I've got enough data where I can get by um, uh, short, term, you know, not all the, not weeks long, but, um, where I can use my mobile phone. And if I've got good cell coverage, that's a backup for internet. Also, I just like most people conserve that cause it's costly. Yes. And, uh, I know, I know for a p- period of time, you were also using, uh, an iPad as part of your on the go setup. Is that something that you still do? Um, so funny thing, I actually sold, uh, my iPad. I'm awaiting the new one. Um, so I'm very patient, maybe not, but I am being very patient. Um, so when, when I do have an iPad and I, and I, I will get another iPad, uh, when the time's right. Um, yeah, I, I like to also have that as a secondary screen, uh, because at home I've got a larger screen and, uh, and I do miss it. So that's something that makes me want to work at home. But, uh, but having a second screen just to, and what I do with that is just put communication tools there. So it's mostly for Slack and email, um, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe a markdown note taking, you know, app. I use, I use bear for that on the Mac, but, um, but I use it mostly for those types of things. And, um, and it's surprising, like just adding that as a, a extra screen, real estate can make a difference, uh, than trying to manage it all on a, even a 15 inch, which, which is pretty good size, but it, it does make a big deal. I'm glad you mentioned that though. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's something that, uh, I, I think it can be a nice compromise for people who do feel like they, they really want that second screen or a larger screen, uh, using, uh, some form of tablet, whether it's an iPad or not, uh, can be a good, good substitution in the meantime. 
Um, I myself am actually I'm pretty. I've got a pretty uh, pared down setup. Uh, I haven't talked about it on the show, but I actually uh, myself and and the family spent some time traveling uh, last year for several months. I didn't have a dedicated office space of any kind. Didn't have an external monitor, any of that stuff that I normally have, and. Over that period, I really found found myself paring down what I would normally consider necessity, like an external keyboard, uh, to where my, my baseline right now, uh, you know what what I'm going to put in the backpack if I need to go out to a coffee shop or co working space to work is is just uh, my laptop and uh, for for personal stuff, and that that includes any any side projects or or recording the podcast like this. I use a, a 13 inch uh, 2014 MacBook Pro, and then uh, I have a work issued uh, 20, 2018 MacBook Pro, I believe is what it is. Um, that's a 15 inch. And then from oh, there, that's great. Uh, uh, it's basically that uh, my water bottle. And I have a bag of just a bunch of cables and adapters that get that all stays together, zipped up in my backpack. And from, in addition to that, I use blue light blocking glasses. I consider those a necessity because they really do uh, help my eyes out. Um, And I'll link to those in the show notes. And uh, also have over ear Bose QC35 Series 2 uh, headphones. Um, basically, when I've got that stuff, I feel like I can be be pretty productive. Now, I do have a more extensive setup at my desk, but I don't consider that you know those items necessity. They're just sort of nice to haves. And uh, I'll link all the stuff that I just mentioned um, and the items that Mark mentioned as well in the show notes. And with that, where can people find you, Mark? Yeah. So um, again, thanks for the uh, invite. I uh, enjoyed being on uh, Remotely Effective today. Uh, uh, if you want to check out my my uh, uh, you know where I work uh, full time uh, and the things I do there with Media Current, that would be at www.mediacurrent.com. Uh, we've got lots of cool blog posts uh, about Drupal and content management systems and um, just general development, design, strategy, work, um, and then uh, some. Mostly what I do outside um, of that uh, right now revolves around some podcasting that I do from time to time. And uh, so if you check me out on Twitter at Shrop, uh, you can find links to uh, the Go Serve Others podcast and Shropcast. And both of those uh, in some combination deal with uh, leadership, technology, mentoring and serving others. Oh, and productivity, of course. We like to talk that. Yes. And uh, uh you can find me on Twitter at T Lattimore or my personal site, thomaslattimore.com. I actually have started blogging more often uh, lately. We'll see how long, see how long it lasts for this time. But yeah, it's T Lattimore on Twitter, thomaslattimore.com. Thank you so much for joining me, Mark. And thank you all for listening to this episode of Remotely Effective. Have a wonderful day.